from Wales Sevens and women in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Just ahead of the start of the Commonwealth Games, we'll hear from Sevens programme head Richie Pugh about his role, who will start this week with Wales women and the Welsh Rugby Writers Player of the Year for 21-22, the most historic year for Welsh women's rugby, of course, macro Alicia Butchers. I feel really happy, you know, it's a massive privilege for me to receive this award. You know, it's been a tough season, but to get the recognition at the end of it is always nice, isn't it? But it's always it's a team effort, but yeah, I'm really happy. Could the last 12 months have been any better for you? No, and some of the girls, you're saying, you know, the only way is down. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're working extremely hard. The last 12 months is just a credit to how hard we've been working as a team. So I've been lucky enough to play some really great rugby with Bristol and Wales and put some, a couple of good performances together. So we always go back with you to the injury, but yeah. it was about 18 months yeah. ago. And the change since then is enormous. You can't have at that point have imagined you'd be where you are now. No, absolutely not. Um, I've had some great support, especially here at the WIU. The medical support, the SNC support has been fantastic. And to firstly receive my full-time contract in January, and then to go on and um, do as well as we did in Six Nations, and you know, we're just building. No, I would not have thought I'd be in this position at all during those difficult times, really. Let's go back to the end of the year with the decision about professionalism being made, and then going into the Six Nations, and of course that game out in Ireland. What was that whole process for three or four months like for you? It was a huge change to my like lifestyle. I was working full-time as a development officer in Carmarthenshire, so I decided to take the full-time contract. It wasn't really a decision I had to make. It was always something I dreamed of doing. So, yeah, I took the contract and then we were straight into it, really. Johan's been working extremely hard. You can probably tell with our performances. He's been great for the, the, the squad, the team. Going into Six Nations then, we felt like we were in a really good place. And we showed that out in Ireland because Ireland were a tough team. You know, we managed to beat them on their home soil. So I think we showed how hard we've been working, really. Player of the match <laughs> must have been quite nice. It, it, it's always nice to receive awards, but I think we had put such a great team performance together that game. It could have gone to a number of people, really, couldn't it? I mean, Hannah Jones scoring a try in the dying minutes of the game. She won playing fantastic as usual. They could have gone to a number of people, but you know, it is nice to receive the award. So, yeah, happy. Good start to Six Nations for me. It was a big comeback. How important was that on the back of the professionalism decision and everything going on? Extremely important. You know, you feel a little bit more pressure than usual having all this investment that we've had. And the 12 of us with contracts felt like we had to, you know, put a performance out there to show people what we've been doing over the last few months. And I feel like we did that, especially to come back like you said, a great comeback at the end showed that the physical work we've been putting in is really starting to pay off. So, yeah, we were extremely happy with that. Now, one of the reasons you were voted the Player of the Year was not just that Player of the Match award, but the comment of one of the people, you're in contention every match <laughs> to have been Player of the Match. So, what was it about your own form, having been out for so long, that you thought put you at that top level? Because you were the immovable presence in a very competitive background. Yeah. Um, competition here is amazing, as you can see, especially in the back row. We're very t- lucky in Wales to have great back row, just like the men, really. But um, I think when you come so close to almost thinking, am I going to play for Wales again? You will kind of take every moment you get. Every time I play for Wales, I will always leave 100% out there. That's the type of person I am and that's the type of teammate I am to the girls. So, you know, I'll always give my best. And I think that's what people see, really. It's like pride myself in my work rate and 
we'll get there. That's what people like we're just starting to see really. So yeah, I'm really happy. So we're preparing for the World Cup now and, and you're in camp. Yeah. Just describe what the last few weeks have been like. This is the pre-season part. This is the beasting part. This is the beasting part. No, I'm loving every moment of it, to be honest. It's been really hard. It's been challenging physically, mentally. They're throwing loads of different curveballs at us, but it's about how we adapt and learn and grow as a team. And I think that's exactly what we've been doing. We're in a really tough phase at the moment. But it's all in preparation for the World Cup because we aim to go out there and put in performances that we can be proud of and prove all our critics wrong. And it's a really exciting time for women's rugby in Wales and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Things like the army training, that's not unheard <laughs> of in the women's game, but it's been much more common in the men's game over the years. Yeah, um, I think they'd said that the Dragons had been up there, I think the Ospreys had been up there. So, yeah, I think throwing different challenges keeps it fresh and exciting, not just down the field, you know, but also we get to learn new skills, put different people in different roles, leadership roles, that kind of stuff. So we learn loads from that challenge and, yeah, we, we took loads from it, not only physically but mentally as well. But you're also getting to the point now where you're heading out to Canada, you're starting to think about playing as, yes. well, as, as well as training. What sort yeah. of shape's everyone in? Everyone's in pretty good shape at the moment, I'll be honest. It's probably the best shape I've seen the squad in physically. As we kind of move into more of the contact element in training, that's when you'll see, you know, the niggle, the fire start coming back, which is really nice because we're all competitive people and we enjoy the contact part of the game. So I think um, going into Canada, that will be upped a little bit. And, um, you know, people are fighting positions in the squad to be it's a World Cup, everyone wants to play, everyone wants to be in the starting team and everyone wants to take it to the World Cup. So um, that contact and that competitive edge will definitely be brought into training and I'm sure you'll see that in Canada. And then you come back and of course you get a game against England and that'll be a tremendous opportunity to see exactly where you stand because we know how long they've been professional, the yeah. standards they set. Yeah, a massive opportunity. I think we're believing in ourselves more and more, but together as a group, 31 of us, so the belief in the squad is growing and that's something I think we probably lacked in years before but it's going to be a great opportunity to see where we are like we played them in Six Nations we started fast, we started well but it's about keeping that pace then for the full 80 and I don't think we put a full 80 minute performance out there in Six Nations so that's definitely what we will be aiming to do so we can take confidence into the World Cup then I'm looking forward to the World Cup I think 18 months ago a lot of people would have looked at a group including New Zealand and Australia and said down under that's going to be very very difficult now I think people are looking at the group thinking okay maybe yeah 100% we have a lot of belief and we believe we can make it out of the pool and we believe we can make it to the final of the World Cup and some people will be thinking what's she talking about you know what I mean but if you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to believe in this team there's no point going and the work we're putting in I do believe we're working harder than any other team in the world right now and I don't see why we can't push our boundaries and push the limits of the game and, and I'm excited to see what performances we can put together in the World Cup and I left Scotland out of that group analysis yes. which I'm sure within the squad you're not doing because of course they're the first game yeah first game we haven't spoke about the first game of the World Cup a lot yet but you know when I started dropping a few hints here and there we've got to you know take one game at a time we've got to beat Scotland first game and we've got to take confidence from that game heading to the next so I'm really looking forward to it I can't wait running a lot right now so get me back to contact <laughs> The wrestling that's been going yes. on this week. Yeah, the wrestling. So we've had um, Ben Flowers in for the last few weeks now. We've been doing some grappling work. It's been really tough, you know. It's a lot of like extra conditioning. 
all about the contact area, how to get off the floor as quickly as possible, different techniques we can use when choke tackling, that kind of stuff. And it's been really beneficial, to be honest. We're not doing a lot of contact in training, but we're getting that edge then in grappling. We've done like a queen of the ring kind of thing. Donna Rose just absolutely ended all of us. <laughs> but it was really good. Um, yeah, it just brings a different edge to our training. We're learning new skills that we can take into rugby as well. You mentioned Johan's name a couple of times in, in answers. You know, yeah. He's obviously signed a long-term yeah. deal to carry on. How big a part of this sort of development of the team is Johan's sort of work? Because his name crops up so many times yeah. when interviewing players like yourselves. Yeah, Johan's been a huge part of the journey, like almost turning the tide of Welsh women's rugby really, hasn't he? And for him to show the team commitment up until the next World Cup just shows his intentions with the team. And it also shows the WIU's intentions with the rugby as well. So as a team, we were absolutely buzzing when Johan signed the deal. Um, it's probably the best news we've had over the last four weeks. So um, he's been great for the team and I'm looking forward to working with him for the next few years. And in general, obviously the, the Lionesses, they're doing well in football at mm, the moment. Yeah. It seems to be still more opportunities for women's sports. Where do you see the sort of the tide going? You know, is it positivity, you know, looking forward? Absolutely, you know, the women, like you said, the women's football has absolutely taken off. I know I'm Welsh, but I'm a supporter of women's sports, so seeing England get a result like that, it's only going to better women's sport in the UK, and I'm all for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to see where the game can go. It's grown so much in Wales over the last year. If you think about 18 months ago, you'd never have thought we'd be in a position where we're all full-time going into a World Cup. It's crazy, so I'm so excited to see where the next 12 months can take us, really. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. And the pre-season beasting gives way to more rugby now for Wales women and we'll hear much more from them in the weeks ahead on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But now we focus on sevens and the start of the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. There's the news about Team GB joining the World Series next season but before that it's still a busy time for Wales with the Commonwealths and then the Sevens World Cup. Wales women not involved in either of those. Speaking before that GB announcement, a chance to catch up with WIU Head of Sevens Richie Pugh about his role, and he started by looking at how Wales women fit into the Sevens programme. The 15s World Cup, the players, those girls will be concentrating on the World Cup, so it gives us an opportunity to look at that kind of level below in a sense of probably age demographic. We're tapping into that under-18s that have been uh, kind of identified with Lisa Burgess as well so yeah it's a good group that we've had going and they've been playing on the invitational circuit and uh, under various teams Samurais etc but the priority is obviously the 15s World Cup you know knowing the team are qualified there so your usual kind of players that you you identify with the sevens Jazz Joyce Hannah Jones you know they're not available to us but it just allows us as an exciting young crop of talent that's uh, available to us plus one or two that probably didn't feature in the seniors in the Six Nations. Well, as you know, you are a sevens expert. How does that work for you in terms of overlooking the the men's and the women's side? Because they're quite different challenges, quite different areas. Yeah, different challenges. And and I'm fortunate that so Nick Wakeley, you assisted me on on the programme. He's worked across both programmes before. Yeah, we've got good people in place that are kind of covering the programmes. And John Hooper as well, who's been working with the Wales under-18s, he's got a wealth of Sam's experience. He knows the players well and has been working them on the invitational circuit. So 
you know, we're, we're giving ourselves a good basis. And how does the selection work? Is it all the women's professional players, all the squad involved in the World Cup preparation there out of the equation and you've got what's left after that? Or how, how does it work? Yeah, pr- pr- pretty much that really. You know, Johan Cunningham, is, they've had their plans in place for a long time. You know, this the New Zealand World Cup has been set in the stone and that's a priority. Obviously, you see, you know, with their professional contracts, it's a huge, exciting time for the women's programme. Now, for the sevens, we are another tool, another armory to kind of go out and perform. But the priority has got to be with those 15s because they're already there. Now, that's our job ultimately is to kind of just grow the depth of women's players in Welsh rugby. The men, interesting times as well. Back on the World Series, been playing a few games in that. Commonwealth yep. games to look forward to on the men's side. And of course, the World Cup as well. So give us a picture of where that's all standing. It's been 100 miles an hour since you know, we had two weeks prep to get the squad in from January the 1st to play on, I think the first tournament was on the 20th of January. So that was a big task to kind of get that group up and running. But they were brilliant. They were, you know, they were excellent in how they applied themselves. And um, you're always going to be under the pump with that little prep. But you know, we were competitive and you know, we, we picked off some good wins, big wins against Kenya in those first tournaments, Canada's. But you know, and then we made big improvements in, in Singapore and Vancouver. So it was really encouraging and positive. I'm not going to lie, though, Toulouse and, and London were tough, tough two weeks for us. I felt that we were going there with the strongest and best prep squad that we had going into a tournament. And it just didn't happen for us. It didn't click on the field. Preps, as I said, were, were good. In Toulouse, we hit a French team on their home patch first game who were on form. And, you know, they really punished us. Then we went into a Fiji game. And, you know, when he kind of like, right, OK, it doesn't get easier. We end up then drawing New Zealand in the quarterfinals because they dropped down a tier. So it was just like it didn't get easier. So those wins were just hard to come by and the pressure built. Again, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to get some good performances, build our confidence, really, as we go into the Commonwealth Games, which, you know, it's exciting. It's their one-off tournaments, you know, special occasions. We don't get to play in multi-sports events often, you know, once every four years, two years, if you're in an Olympic cycle. Yeah, it's, it's a good little period to kind of get ahead, kind of off the World Series and focused on just going out and playing. I'm a huge advocate that Sevens is a huge platform for whether you're 18 or 28, and it's a huge platform to showcase what you're about as a rugby player. Playing on the world stage in great stadiums against world-class opposition, and you know, it's just a huge opportunity. If game time is limited, it's pitch time, but it's a, it's a way of testing your skills. It's a way of highlighting and showcasing your skills. And it's just a great platform for rugby players to play rugby. Because the Seventh Circuit can sort of bubble away underneath. But Commonwealth Games time, it explodes to the forefront, doesn't it? Oh, that's it. It's, like I say, it's that one-off showpiece event that really showcases the game and for it to be a home games you know Birmingham class as a home game so as close to Wales is going to get you know it's going to be special the fact that family members can all make it with ease and and watch you don't often get the opportunity on the circuit to play in front of your family and yeah so it's it it is a special one-off occasion and like you say just to live and breathe with the other Welsh athletes in Team Wales it's special you know you you just get to understand what other sports and professions are, go about their business. And it's, it, I just find it so intriguing and exciting. And going forward through that and then into, into the World Cup, how does it work from your point of view in terms of some of the selections, some of the 20s players? You know, we know yeah. in the past, you mentioned James Hook, Jamie Roberts, Corey Allen. There are loads of players who've come through the sevens on their way to greater things. 
that's been less of a pathway in the last two years for obvious reasons. Other signs that it's coming back? Yeah, we're always going to push for the best quality, best available player into our programme. Now, there's lots of kind of teams who've got invested interest in these players. Now, we know that with big summer tours, these players are important for team preps then with their regions. So there's there's lots going on, but we just keep building the relationships with the head coaches, with the regions to try and get players who we honestly think it will benefit them and help them kick on and and be better players. We're, you know, we're advocates, again, of developing future internationals. You know, we've seen it recently, Owen Lane, Tom Rogers. They're players that you know, back in 2019 had big seasons on on the seven circuits, COVID kind of probably gave it a little bit of a dent in terms of the players coming through now. But Brian Combia is another one who, again, has done a good season on the on the seven circuit and experienced it. Jared Rosser now at the Dragons, he's he's hitting some form. All these players have experienced it at some point. Like you say, coming out of twenties and bridging that gap between twenties and senior. You also look at. You know, even the Premiership players, there's players there that really kind of showcasing themselves in the Welsh Premiership, which, oh yeah, I'm, we're, we're interested in, we're looking at. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, like I say, it's, it's great just to work with these players. And in terms of just getting the programme up and running after COVID, you came into this role at a, well, it couldn't have been much more difficult time, could it? What's the last um, you know few months been like in terms of having an old programme to rely on, but also starting from scratch? Yeah, it's oh, and it is. And being a World Cup Commonwealth year is busier than ever. And you put the the women's and men's together. It, you know, it, it has been a kind of huge operation. And but like I say, I'm just thankful that the team that we've got, you know, are working hard. We're grafting and we're doing the best job we can. Now that includes the players as well. The players, even though you know the results might not be showcasing that in the moment, but what it, those players are, they are working hard. You know, Luke Trahan's. Morgan Williams, Tom Williams, the kind of senior kind of core sevens boys, the amount of work and experience that they're passing on to the new players like your Cam Williams is, Ewan Rosses, Ewan Pierce Jones, you know, those boys are just thriving in that environment. And we might not be winning on the World Series, but we as individual players are definitely getting better. Yeah, and you talk about things like that French tournament, you might not be winning, but you're you're playing some pretty major teams yeah. in that. So you're trying to be competitive and Snatch the odd win in those matches, aren't you? Is that the the ambition? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, the jeopardy of sevens is any you know anything is possible. You know, we we have shown that in the past, and you know the nature of the games and the, the way that they are played out. And we we have come close. We have come very close to some big wins, but just haven't finished the jobs off. And and that that's our kind of target at the moment is to build consistent performances for the full fourteen minutes and to be able to then go again two three times a day. That's what's new to us and that's what's new to some of these younger boys is putting that, it's not pressure, but bringing those standards repeatedly over a sevens weekend. World Cup year, you're a World Cup winner. <laughs> Can you compare back then with now? What do you think? What are the chances? Oh, why not? When you're in it, you're in it to win it. And, and like you say, it, yeah, I won't be talking about 2009 too much. I don't think I'll think, uh, be concentrating on, uh, on the boys and, uh, and what we got ahead. Just tuck it away in the back pocket in case you need it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been involved in the regional setup. You know exactly what those stresses mm. and strains are. Obviously, you've got a wealth of sevens experience. Does that help that you can go to the regions saying you know it from their side as well as yours? Yeah, 100%. You know, I've, I'm in there and I experience and, and I'm a bit more kind of balanced with my 
kind of cases and, and chats with them now, whereas maybe in my previous stint leading the programme, probably a bit more one-sided with, with the sevens and not quite grasp you know what these players are going through on a daily basis if they weren't playing on the weekends you know that's i just see the team sheets on the weekend and think that well if they're not playing they're available but yeah i do get the more balanced approach now and but it still doesn't mean i can't keep prodding and asking and you know trying and fight for the best players available so it is always a balancing act but some great rugby to watch nonetheless from birmingham as part of team wales That's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty more next week. But until then, goodbye.